And uh, so I had the privilege this week of teaching. I was supposed to teach uh, four days this week, but uh, I only taught two uh, because I had a couple of funerals. And so uh, between Bill Yerkes and Doc Bonides, they stepped in. Uh, by the way, let me just say, uh, you've already heard Bill uh, speak, you know, uh, regularly and does a great job, but I was super impressed. Uh, Doc Bonides, you are a rock star uh, teacher, you know, inside of that. And so what I would do is I would listen to Dot teach first, and then it would kind of like help me make corrections on my little lesson plan, and then I would teach, and then she would come back again. But I was kind of sandwiched in the middle, and I had the third, fourth, and fifth graders, and it is uh, 20 minutes of chaos, and uh, it was just, it was awesome, it was fun, and um, we were there, we, we were doing that, and, and I'm almost glad that I only taught two of those days, because I don't know if I'd still be standing here today if I had to do all four, but it was just, uh, it was a lot of fun being with them, and on Tuesday in particular, we were uh, talking all week about God's power, and so Tuesday was about God's uh, power gives us hope. Uh, and then, of course, at the end of everything was trust Jesus. I, that was another stat that probably 3,000 times this week you heard chanted was uh, kids go trust Jesus. Uh, louder and louder as the intensity ran. But so uh, Tuesday we were talking about God's power gives us hope. And uh, we were inside of Acts chapter 27 and the story of uh, Paul's shipwreck. Paul was on the way to Rome. And there were a couple of different, um, you know, trips or voyages along the way to get there. And at one point... Uh, you know, God had told him, you know, to warn the people, uh, it's not safe to travel on this next leg of the voyage. But after all, who listens to the prisoner? Uh, So they went ahead, they boarded the the boat, and on the way uh, towards the destination that was next, there was a a huge storm came up, and, um, you know, the the ship was battered and broken and eventually broke apart, and uh, the crew and Paul and any other prisoners that were there were spared and saved uh, but it was quite an ordeal, and it took place over really a couple weeks' period of time. And so our goal inside of this was, in uh, painting this story, was to also uh, introduce children into as much as you could to try to create that environment. And so where I was teaching uh, up on the, the platform in the sanctuary, uh, behind a curtain there was a fan. And so at a point in time when I was talking about the storm, Addison Crosby was you know, going to turn up the fan, and the fan was going to go up and up and up, and, you know, the, the wind was going to build. At the same time, I guess he had a CD player or, you know, some, some type of speaker back there, and there was an audio recording of a storm and, you know, kind of howling winds and, and waves. And again, over time, that was supposed to, like, build and build and build in intensity. Addison Crosby is also a rock star VBS helper, and uh, so he noticed that Pastor Mike has a very hard time doing anything in 20 minutes, and so uh, my time was fleeting, and uh, he noticed, and, and uh, I, I think we're going to have Addison in the back because this might help me on a Sunday morning, is uh, right about minute number 17, he said, uh, we got to hurry the storm up. And so I was, you know, telling, telling the kids about it, and I was explaining the situation, and all of a sudden the, the fan kicked on, and the kids were, in, and, and the music started, or, you know, the sound started, and instead of kind of having a slow build, I was trying to, you know, create the, the intensity there, and I was like, and the storm was building, and people were getting scared, and all of a sudden, like, the, the music, you know, just kind of blares, and, and the fan roars, and, and kids are screaming and yelling, they're saying, we're going to die, we need to jump off, and... It was really perfect in creating the atmosphere that could have been there that day. Uh, but I had the brief thought, you know, and I've, um, you know, preached, you know, now for 20 years. You know, I did youth ministry for a number of years. I've even taught VBS before. But there's a very scary feeling. I don't know if it's the same as being on a shipwreck, but inside of that moment, 
I've lost complete control and I don't know if I can get this thing back because there are kids yelling and screaming and they're about to jump overboard and, and, and I was like, I don't know what I can do inside of this moment. And so I'll, I'll come back to that in a minute, but I want to read uh, for us another story that takes place on a sea in the middle of, of a storm because I think it takes us into uh, the theme of where we are this week. And so in Mark chapter 4, uh, we read uh, a story where Jesus encounters the disciples, um, or is with the disciples in the midst of a storm on a sea. That day, uh, again, this is in uh, Mark chapter 4, beginning with verse uh, number 35. Uh, That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. And leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as, as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up, and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you even care if we drowned? He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. Throughout the course of three years, this is just another one of those stories where in in the course of life, it's also often been said that more is caught than taught. And so sometimes the things that we want to like say and teach are heard, but when things are lived out in action, we learn so much better. And so for the disciples, as they walk with Jesus, how many times did they hear about trusting God? How many miracles did they see? But yet there were still times where their faith was tested. And so on this particular night, it really just says that they're crossing over. This is not a long ship. And, and I think part, we see the humanity of the, of the disciples in this story, but I think we also see the humanity of Jesus. Because I don't think they were on this boat very long, but Jesus is so worn out from ministry that he falls fast asleep. I think the Sunday school version of this story for me, and I I say Sunday school, not saying that, but I'm saying when I thought about this when I was younger, was almost that maybe Jesus was pretending to be asleep for their benefit. Maybe Jesus kind of drifted off and it was, let me see how much faith they have. But no, I think Jesus was really so tired from all the ministry that was taking place that he was just zonked out and he went and he laid down and he said, boys, why don't you take us to where we need to be? It's time for me to catch up on some rest. And in the middle of that, a storm, uh, brews, and this is no exaggeration, this is not an irrational fear, the the water is actually coming over the boat uh, to the point that they said it was nearly swamped. They were scared, you would be scared. They woke up Jesus, you would run and wake up Jesus. Any of us who were there would run and wake up Jesus because this is a pretty dangerous situation. As many times as they had been on the water, this was something that any time it would happen would bring a new level of fear. And so they, they go and they wake up Jesus and they add a little bit of commentary. And again, I think it's what you would ask. And what I would ask is, Jesus, Jesus, wake up. Don't you know what's going on? Don't you care about what's going on? And I think it's interesting that the honesty that they felt like they could approach Jesus with, it simply just says, Jesus got up. And he rebuked the waves, 
And again, I think kind of in my mind, I think he got up, told the waves to be quiet, and then he laid back down and went back to sleep. Uh, but no, but he uses this again as a teaching moment, and he says, uh, where is your faith? Is there a point, point at which your faith needs to grow? Because even in the midst of this situation, and I don't think he was rebuking them for being scared. I think his thing would have said, did you all try praying before you woke me up? Where's your faith inside of this situation that the same God that listens to me? Maybe it's the same God that would listen to you also. And so this whole situation takes maybe 30 seconds uh, to take place. Maybe the, the storm, you know, takes a while to rage, but in terms of the, the waves come over, you know, they're scared. We don't know what to do. Should we wake him? Do we not wake him? I think the boat's going to go, go under. You better, better wake him. They wake up Jesus. Peace be still. Why are you so afraid? Where's your faith? This whole situation doesn't take very long, but the impact that it has inside of their faith. And you know, and I know, that inside of the moments, that if life is made up of moments, there are teachable moments, there are transforming moments, that it's not so much the time it takes for those things to happen, but it's the context that surrounds and what God is able to do inside the power of a moment Things are different from that point forward. In situations where we feel like we're out of control, that things around us are out of control, that things are overwhelming, that we are overwhelmed, that there's uh, a life-threatening situation or even just something where we don't know what to do next, one word from God can turn the situation around. And they say, who is this? that even the wind and the waves obey him. They've seen miracles. They've placed their trust in Jesus enough that they've left everything to follow him. But inside of this moment, it's like they see again for the first time, who is this guy? Because even the natural events that no human being can tame or control obey him and are under his control. So back to the VBS room. By the way, I'm not placing myself in Jesus' Jesus's role at this point, but there was something that hit me inside of that moment. We have about four minutes left, and we could just kind of tame the chaos and tell kids to get back in line, and you know we could try to just end this thing, or there's still a point that needs to be driven home. And I thought, I could never out-yell them. I don't have a microphone. There's not enough time to kind of slowly corral things. And so I remembered something that I had seen and I've, I've done occasionally and it, and it worked with older kids. And so I just, I just went to the, to the front of the, the platform and I just kind of squatted down and I just began to talk very softly. And it was a gamble because I thought they could just run me over and do whatever it is they want to do. But, and I said, boys and girls, like, think about this. And I had to say it a few times, but eventually, like, they all came down and they sat down and uh, by the way, in the midst of all this, there's like this COVID moment of like, this is the most proximity I've been to 30 people, you know, all together inside of that, that moment. And it was like, by softening my voice and getting down close to the ground, all of a sudden the chaos stopped. I won't say stopped, it, it minimized. It, it minimized, it never stops inside of that room. And I reminded them that just as Paul had told them, that even though the ship would break apart 
no one would be lost. And that everybody that was on that ship was spared. That God still had plans for Paul inside of his ministry and inside of his life. And that we could trust God even in the midst of difficult situations because there's hope, not because of what we could see or what we can orchestrate or what we can control, but there's hope because of who God is. And I was reminded that a few weeks ago we were talking about Elijah. And Elijah, as he's hiding in the cave, experienced the presence of God, not in the earthquake, not in the wind, but in the gentle whisper. And it was like, again, like Jesus even reminded me inside of that moment uh, that inside of the times where I feel out of control, the softness of his voice that has the opportunity to penetrate even the loudest storm that's taken place inside of my life. So VBS this week talked about uh, God's power, but not God's power in the sense of being able to create everything out of nothing or God's power to flood the earth or, you know, even necessarily just all about God's power to resurrect from the dead. And all those things are true and wonderful and a part of our faith. But God's power manifests inside of our daily life. And so God's power helps us to do hard things. Was day number one. Do we have a slide? Uh, And that was out of the story of Ananias. Uh, Day number two, we talked about God's power gives us hope. Day number three was uh, Peter and John going to the temple and God's power helps us to be bold. Day number four focused on the cross and the resurrection that God's power helps us live forever or lets us live forever. And day five, trying to put this back into practice of where it is that where the rubber meets the road, God's power helps us to be good friends. And all these things were kind of summarized with, so God's power helps us to do these things. Power is not just ever for display only or, you know, as if God were our magic, uh, you know, rabbit's foot or genie in a bottle or able to do, you know, our get out of jail free card. But when God's power manifests itself, it's never to the point of making it a big, you know, splash or an extraordinary event, but it always leads us to, and I'm going to ask you to say what the kids said probably 3,000 times uh, in the course of this week, God's power helps us to be bold so that we can trust Jesus. God's power enables us to do hard things so that we can trust Jesus. God's power enables us to be good friends, so we trust Jesus. God's power always leads to a greater level of trust. Oh, see, that's why it was 3,000 times, because every time you said that, you know, it just prompted it. And so we think of how God's power manifests itself in our lives. And sometimes we want to see something, we want to hear something, we want to be reminded, we want things to turn out well for ourselves. And the whole time God says, I'm more interested in your trust relationship with me. I still want to do big things inside of your life. And I want you to pray big prayers. And I think God's saying, I want you to trust me with the big things inside of your life, but I also want you to trust me with the little things inside of your life because it's oftentimes in the mundane in the natural, in the normal, in the immediate, where you're going to sense my presence with you the most. And so we choose to trust, we choose to obey, we choose to walk with him inside of the circumstances of life. And let me end with this. I was was thinking about storms this week after teaching about that on, on Tuesday, and I thought inside of that situation, 
The power of God was with them, but the ship still broke up. It was, I think, maybe even as much as two weeks of being on the water inside of a storm. And they had to swim at the end of it. I thought about the fact of of another story where, you know, Jesus calms the storm that we just read, but then there's another one where Jesus doesn't calm the waves but invites Peter to walk on water. And I thought, how is it that in the storms of life, God is always there and God is with us, but sometimes what he does and how he acts is different. And so you know this and I know know this, that sometimes inside of your life, um, Jesus calms the storm. And I'm grateful for those moments where the winds are swirling and Jesus says, peace, be still. And it's almost like in a moment, things are different. Sometimes he invites us to be victorious over it. So the winds are still, you know, howling and the waves are still rising. But he says, I want you to step out of the boat and trust me because you can be more and greater than and victorious even over the waves inside of your life. And sometimes he says, you know, I'm with you and I'm going to be with you and I'm going to see you through, but you're going to get wet. And the cargo that you brought on board is going to fall to the bottom of the sea. And you better start stretching now because you're going to have to swim for a little bit. And maybe this situation's going to take a couple of weeks to get through, but I'm going to bring you through it. I do not know why. Let me say it again. I do not know why sometimes he calms the storm. Sometimes he invites you to step out of the boat. And sometimes you better put your flippers and your swimmies on because you're going to get wet. I don't know why that's the case. But I know inside of all those situations, God was present and his power was made manifest inside of the situation. He keeps his promises and he sees us through. God's power doesn't mean life is going to be easy. God's power doesn't mean the next steps are always going to be clear. God's power doesn't even mean that your victory in the sense of how you perceive it is guaranteed. But his power means I can trust him to see me through what I'm going through right now. And I think that's important for an 8-year-old to hear. I think it's important for an 88-year-old to hear. That God's power helps us to do difficult things. And God's power gives us the ability to have hope in the midst of difficulty. And God's power helps us to be bold. And God's power can enable us to be good friends. And God's power means that we will live forever. And all those things cause us to say we can trust Jesus. So where can you celebrate the power of God today? Maybe not in the way that you thought it was going to show up but you've seen God's hand and your life has been different because of it, where can you look over your shoulder, not 20 years ago, but even inside of the the past two days, the past two weeks, where can you celebrate the power of God? Secondly, what are the storms that you're going through? Maybe it's a little squall or maybe it's a sea that is threatening to undo the whole ship that you're in. And will you recommit today to trust him even in the midst of the storm that you can't control? And then there's a third application. I think we celebrate. I think we trust. But I think also, who is this that even the wind and the waves obey him? Elsewhere we read that his power is made perfect in weakness. And he oftentimes uses cracked and broken vessels. So where does God want to display his power to somebody else through your life? 
It's probably not going to be in your power, in your intellect, in your strength. But where is the power of God going to shine through your life to give someone else hope? Because that's what he's called us to be, and that's what he's called us to do. I'm grateful today that the power of God, that the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is the same power, power that's alive and at work in us. And oftentimes we recognize it most in the silent, in the simple, in the mundane, in the day-to-day things of life, that God's power is at work. And we could be people who one more time say it with me, trust Jesus. Let's pray. God, we thank you for an awesome week of Vacation Bible School. We thank you for um, simple lessons. And they're not just simple for kids, but they're simple for adults too. Lord, that you are active, uh, you are present inside of our world, and we can trust you. Uh, We can trust you with the storms that we walk through. Uh, We can trust you with the uncertainty. We can trust you even with the things that are difficult. And Father, we uh, pray that as a church, as families, even as individuals today, that you would give us a renewed sense of trust in who you are and whose hand we place our life in, uh, that we can trust you with the circumstances of our lives. Uh, Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you that there are times where you calm the sea. We thank you that there's times that you invite us to step out of the boat. And we thank you even for the time that you enable us to swim the shore. Lord, we're grateful today for all that you've done for us. And whatever it is we find ourselves walking through currently, we choose to trust you. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.